heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coronation.com, a forever member of the Jittery Monkey Podcast family, and of course, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahachko, joined, uh, well, we've, we've got a, a, a full deck, not a full house, a full deck. We've got, uh, we, we, everybody, let me, let me back it off a little bit, not everybody from Coronation is here tonight, um, every, everybody else is in the Slack chat room. Uh, but we have, of course, uh, me. We have the other two legs of the tripod, Hoss Reuter, John Dam Johnston. Guys, uh, I hope you're doing well. Doing great. How, how's life down in southern Illinois? Wet. It won't stop raining, and it makes my job difficult. So is it like uh, Good Morning Vietnam with the weather reports? How is it out there? Hot, wet, and shitty. Uh, oh, I, I, possibly. But let me put it this way: so a place You've where never I, seen that? I have, but I, I don't remember that part necessarily. Um, I'm sorry, I, I feel bad that I don't, and you do, especially since I'm ten years older than you. Uh, no, it the the part that I was at today was uh, they're pretty much saying, yeah, we're we're all packing up because we're going to be flooded by Sunday. So, oh shit, it's awesome. Um, driving, you know, with water over the roads, fantastic. Driving water over the roads on, with water over the road. Exactly, that that's that's well well placed, sir. Well said. Uh, so, so that's been my uh, week from hell in a nutshell. Accidental uh, rhyme there, John. How are we holding up in the Great White North? It's beautiful. Everything's wonderful. Life is good. Oh, I, I don't believe you, but okay. <laughs> I mean, not to say that not to say that you're wrong. It's just that that's a little less cynical than we usually hear from you, John. A little I'm less trying angry. to I'm trying to teach myself to be a motivational speaker. How's that working oh, for you? Oh man, so well, I don't be, know. Are you, gonna I, Tony, are you gonna be like Tony Robbins or Les Brown? Why not more Brown? Wait a minute. What? I I was confused by that statement. You know, Tony. There wasn't Tony Robbins a motivational speaker. Yes. Yes. And Les Brown. Oh, I thought you meant Tony Robbins is Les Brown. I thought he's already pretty white. How can he get into Les Brown? My God, what the hell's going on? Wow. Oh, things are going to get weird. Yeah, I was 10 years older than you, and I don't remember that. That's when you start forgetting everything, 10 years older than everybody. <laughs> well, let's bring in uh, uh, our special guests uh, this week, and you'll be able to hear them on their new coronation podcast next week patrick Earhart and nate McHugh, guys welcome back to the five heart podcast it's great to be back thanks for letting us come on hey we are here to get the ball rolling um i i really want to share the name of your podcast but since you are withholding that information from me i guess uh, you're gonna have to uh, give it to us now you know we got a great name it was a collaborative effort but when it came down to it Nate was the one who came up with the genius behind it. Nate, why don't you uh, why don't you you announce it? Well, our uh, new podcast is going to be called "Of Bangerangs and Daggers," a Nebraska basketball podcast. Bangerangs and probably, daggers. Yeah, it was probably the hundredth one I sent Patrick um, that we finally thought was decent. So, of, of bangerangs and daggers. Yeah, he, he he said a bunch. I sent a few. Uh, he sent banger daggers. I threw up one of it. That was my only contribution. Were so, any of the previous ones Nate Dog and Patrick G? No, and now I'm kind of glad um, we. Uh, ooh, wow, we have two different views on that one. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> what about a sad history of lost causes? Here's the thing. Okay, Here, yeah. here's, gonna, here's our <laughs> yeah. podcast, all right? Here's, here's our podcast. We are, our goal is to educate the masses on Nebraska ball. We are going to take the good word 
of Kent Pavelka and show the Philistines That's me. out there about our Lord and Savior, Fred Hoy. We're going to be on once a week from here on out. You should be able to pick it up on every Tuesday, either morning, afternoon, or night, depending on when I get done. Greg, you understand? Ah, uh, yes, I'm very but, aware. But we'll be starting out probably half hour, 45 minutes, and um, once it gets into regular season, we'll be up to at least a full hour, I'm sure. And I'll be more than happy to uh, chat everybody's ears off once things get going. But we've got a lot to talk about right now, and I imagine these first few weeks will be actually quite full, considering we've got a lot of transfers out, a lot of transfers in, entirely new offense to, to kind of break down. And, yeah, we haven't even hit summer yet. Nate, what do you think? Well, I'm actually hoping that our first episode is the worst and that we get better from there. So it, it um, is it is my podcasting experience I, that that is not the case. That is not the case. Well, <laughs> maybe that's just me. you just poop. I thought you were supposed to be a motivational speaker. No, that's that's part of the motivational thing. Sometimes yeah, you got to get up here. in the morning and look in the mirror and say, Let's get the shit out. This is going to be a better day yes, than yesterday because yesterday I smashed my head into a cabinet and my head hurt all day and it was a day of poop. Today <laughs> I am not going to smash my head into a cabinet. Because I'm good enough, I'm yeah. smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. I, 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 never I, applaud, about that last I applaud that one, Patrick. Well done. We might have a little bit of a holy war on our hands between these two podcasts. You know, we recognize the one true Lord and Savior, Scott Frost. So, well, I, you guys have already referred yourselves as a tripod. I could, I could go on the jokes on that alone for for podcasts down the road. Point point yeah, of John's par- one in the middle is just slapping against each leg. Oh. Point of parliamentary procedure. Uh, <laughs> for the record, I I do claim only one Lord and Savior. And he didn't play ball. But, you know, okay. Jesus would have been one hell of a linebacker. No, I I, th- I, I disagree. Based on the stature of, uh, of you know, human beings, you know, men of 2,000 years ago, I think probably more like an outside linebacker. So rangy, get after, rush the passer, you know. So, like, when he cast the demons out of the pigs, Legion, it was like a outside linebacker getting after a quarterback. Yeah. Rushing them all the way up to the cliff. Okay, I like it. Yeah, we're going to go with that. <laughs> Another news? Uh, so, uh, please on. tell me that Kent Pavelka is is going to be a guest sometime in, in the summer. We're, we're working on it. I, I think the options, the possibilities are good. I've sent a couple emails out. And hopefully we, we get not just some interviews, but also probably a little bit more from them. Hopefully. Well, speaking of interviews, and this is uh, just off on a on a tangent that I did not anticipate. John, will you tell us about your conversation uh, with a certain uh, young lady uh, that took oh, place this week? Some DMs. Oh yeah, I talked to Miss Nebraska. She's actually competing for Miss USA right now. Actually, do you think uh, she's winning? Wow, I what? I mean, she's out, right? I don't know. I think she didn't make the top five. Well, I, you know, we had a Miss Nebraska become Miss USA last year, so it's it's kind of like they went. They're probably realistically going to go. Okay, you had your moment, Nebraska. Just piss off. You know, you, what I mean, it you, wouldn't, you, it you wouldn't have mattered how impressive she was, and and she was a very impressive person to talk to. I mean, it was. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I expected somebody to just like. I didn't expect a dingbat. It's very clear that this woman is not a dingbat by any means, and she's very put together, very articulate. Or see better than me. God, were you were you tickling it, John? Hey, Nate. Very well spoken. Yeah. Hey, Nate. The bar is set low for us, bud. Yes, Uh, it's going better and better. It does not take much for you guys to be better than us. Wow. wow. Greg's the skipper. He stick Greg is like if Bill Belichick suddenly started coaching at UNK. No, Greg, hey, Greg is the high priest of coronation podcasting. Ooh. Everything goes through him. Ooh. No matter. Respect for Greg. Oh, thank you. Huh? I'm 
You're, I, I Greg, need to talk with you guys more often. Stuff. You guys are great for you're my great. self-esteem. Greg, you try your damnedest to do great. It's me and John that derail your best efforts. I cannot disagree, honestly. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. I've been I've been trying to keep this show on the rails for uh, a year and a half, and it it just diverts all the time. So, <laughs> yeah, blue shoes. <laughs> and 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 yet the listeners keep expanding. I I haven't looked at the numbers. I'll take your word for it. Oh, I was just going this lens. John, did you, uh, you do any dunk smashing this past week? Oh, my God. That was so old news. <laughs> <sighs> We're moving on. Did you text any emojis? <sighs> I talked to Miss Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, what have you done with your life? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what? You know what? That's the I have no retort to that right now. Yes, exactly. That- so, John... That's just, that's John. The cap. That's John just throwing down his third leg of the tripod like smack, <laughs> setting it up on the bar top. <laughs> oh my God, we are horrible people. So did, uh, Nebraska ball. Uh, Fred Hoiberg is a name that has been tossed around a little bit. I guess he might be a candidate uh, for the head coaching job. Tell tell me a little bit about, might, about him. He he might be a candidate. Yeah, I haven't heard much outside of that. Have you, Nate? Well, he was my number one pick before Tim Miles even got fired. So, um, and now he, I think he, he might have sent his son to high school or enrolled him into a high school in Lincoln. So maybe there's some smoke behind that, you know, hopefully, so, well, you know hopefully. What they say. but you know, if, if he does come here, uh, I think the fans will see a, a much a drastic difference in style of play. Unlike uh, the previous head coach, Tim Miles, bless his heart. Hoiberg brings a lot more faster attack. You'll see a lot more full-court press. And as you see in the press, the actual press, the Omaha World Herald and the Lincoln Journal Star, if you want to call them the press, um, you'll be seeing a lot more three-pointer shot and probably a less in defense because Miles did a fairly decent job on defense. Uh, That's why he brought in Doc Sadler. Exactly, exactly. A lot of the guys he's had come in transfer-wise um, has been has they have the numbers when it comes to offense, but defensively could use an uptick. And I'm guessing that's probably where I stated Doc Sadler's going to come in. Doc Sadler, previous head coach in Nebraska, had a little sojourn through Iowa State, a little bit of Kansas, and more recently, of Southern Mississippi is coming back to Nebraska as a defensive coordinator. And, or coach, I should say. Sorry. I, oh, God, I've been listening to you guys too much. He should be the defensive coach and will most likely probably coach these offensive-minded basketball players up on defense. So technically in a couple of years, Nebraska could be a two-headed beast, not just good on off, also good on defense. Nate, what do you think? Well, um, I, I wonder if he's going to be the defensive coordinator. Some schools do that, even like in, th- in high school. They have uh, there's some coaches that pretty much they'll they'll give up their huddle to the defensive coach. You know if they're if they think they're the offensive mind, then they're gonna get a guy that knows defense. And um, we'll see. I, I doubt he's gonna give up the reins to um, for on the offensive side of the ball, but um, we'll find out. I haven't watched much Iowa State, um, and it's I think it's really hard to compare what he did in the NBA for the Chicago Bulls because the NBA is a completely different game. Um, you got different athletes. The, the players are more skilled. And um, I'm interest, I'm very interested to see what happens. Um, he obviously didn't think that Brady Hyman is any good. I mean, supposedly he told him, you know, yeah, we might not need you. Even though this past year, you know, Hyman was kind of a contributor and – He's 6'11", and when he leaves the building, I think the next tallest guy is going to be 6'8", um, the guy that's coming in, the shooter. So um, we'll see. I feel like I feel like Doc Sadler has been hired for one reason. He's going to be the guy that when we lose a game, 103 to 98, everybody's going to go, fire that son of a bitch Doc Sadler because he doesn't know anything about defense. I bet he's got a really increased Diet Mountain Dew sales in Lincoln. Well, that's probably true, but who needs that? 
Doc. Doc Sather brings this family vibe to Nebraska ball. You watch his Twitter account, you know, um, pictures of, you know, going recruiting with my friends and, you know, with the other coaches and a um, picture of uh, Matt. Um, I can't pronounce his last name yet. Uh, you know, with his kid in the carrier and saying, you know, dad of the year, you know, it's, he's filling his role. He also knows the Nebraska system. He knows the athletic department. He left on extremely good terms from what I remember. Uh, it's tough when they fight uh, years back, but he, you know, he, he's a, a natural fit for an area that he, that he knows. And I think that also heads up, not just helps out Fred, the entire system. So let's talk a little bit about uh, some of these uh, players and, and transfers and commits that Hoiberg has gotten. And he was, I mean, I don't, I'm less familiar with the structure and the timing and the schedule of uh, basketball recruiting and, uh, you know, signing day. It's not nearly as publicized, at least on my timeline and in, in my perspective as, as the football. Uh, so Hoiberg comes in. And, you know, within just a couple of weeks, he starts, you know, making making moves and, and making, you know, getting some, you know, higher quality talent. And to the point where, I don't know if it was a St. John's fan on Twitter or something like that, you know, put, uh, uh, you know, shared a, a tweet. And, and I saw this in the Slack chat room and and, and uh, a, a gif or gif that was uh, accompanying it was uh, like a money truck or something like that. Or, or basically insinuating that Nebraska was paying you know, uh, uh, you know, had a, had a bag man about damn time. Um, about dad gum time as well. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's pay to play. I mean, let, let, let's think about this though. It's let's talk. I guess what back to my original point. Let's um, kind of talk a little bit about some of these players that Hoiberg has, uh, you know, convinced to come to Lincoln uh, in in kind of a short uh, time span. Take it away, boys. Well, um, I guess the uh, biggest fish um, is Cam Mack, a uh, junior college or no, yeah, junior college transfer. He has three years to play three. Um, number two J, uh, junior college player in the country. Going to play point guard for us for the next three years, probably. I watched um, some of his film. Uh, he looks pretty small to me. But, you know, he's, I think he was scoring 23, 24 points a game. He's only he's six good, foot two. Yeah. Um, he's pretty skinny. So I'm interested to see, you know, how he plays against the Big Ten because uh, those guys aren't small. And, but he's a playmaker. He can, he passes really well and he can score it. You know, he seems to get by the first defender really well. Um, and then the help side comes and then he throws a lot of the alley oops, you know, to the big men. Fortunately, right now we don't have any big men, so hopefully uh, um, Hoiberg can find one or two or three. That'd be nice. Well, he did just pull in, and I'm going to butcher this one too, from Seattle University. We're going to get a out of him starting. Well, yeah, he'll play right away. Is Mache Cavas? Anyway, he's a Slovenian, and he's six foot eight. Did well. I mean, he's been doing 10.3 points per game. He shoots. Big thing about him is he shoots. It's almost forty percent from the three point line. Anybody that's good, let alone a guy who's six foot eight. Um, so we, you know, we should see pretty good, pretty good output from him. Uh, Delano Baton, he's another six foot eight guy. He's a freshman, will be a sophomore next year, and uh, you know, most of his output was done in high school. But from my understanding, he's developed fairly well, and in a system like Nebraska, he should be able to shine. He, so the, we, we've got some guys who should control. Yeah, um, right I think away. Hoiberg said that um, Delano Banton is actually sitting out this next year. That's her goal. But he played oh, against. Okay. Yeah, he played against Wisconsin this past year. I think they might have beat him, and he almost had a triple double against them. Um, so he can play. He he looks really raw. Um, I think it, it'd be good for him to sit out a year, uh, save him for you know two years later when we hope that we have the roster more uh, filled out. But that uh, the 6'8 shooter, um, the Kavas, uh, 
I watched a little bit of film with him, and they they chase him around like he's JJ Reddick. And um, if you can't help off of him, I mean that that that's exactly what Hoiberg wants. Do you want guys who can get to the hole because there's no help side? And um, I mean that's what he's looking for. Forty five percent three point shooter. I mean that's 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 deadly, you know. Uh, then there's uh, Cheatham. He's a transfer. I think he was at Marquette and um, briefly at uh, down in Florida. Yeah, and so and I guess he's a playmaker, left-handed, uh, get to the hole. Um, he might be one. Yeah, he, he might be a one-year guy. Um, and then there's the other JUCO number ten JUCO player in the country, Javay Green. He's actually out of Western Nebraska and. Um, he looks like he's going to be fun to watch because he can get up there and he can dunk it. And um, I'm not sure how great of a shooter he is, but um, Hoiberg said in his press conference he'll take a average three-point shooter and he'll turn him into a good one because of their development that they do. So, you know, he's pretty confident in that. I mean, one way or another, even, even if uh, Tim Miles was still here, we'd most likely be looking at four or five new guys starting on the court this year. The Biggest difference would be that now we have some guys who are definitely a step up in the talent from last year, and also at the same time a little raw, just because they're all coming in for to a new system. So you know we could sit here and kind of salivate, saying you know we've got all these great players coming in, but you know we got a new coach, we got new players, none of them have been around each other. This this could still be you know a bumpy season coming ahead. I'm gonna put a pin in it right there because I do want to talk about expectations uh, in, in year one and, and more likely year two. Uh, but we need to take a time out. We need to sell a little bacon and uh, we'll be Blue right chew. back. Oh, what was that, Hoss? Blue Chew. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I'm still waiting on Blue Chew to pay me. Uh, they I think we should sell bigger items like cars. You know, I, I learned what Blue Chew was because of your podcast. Oh really? Oh, I learned God. educating the masses. Yeah, somebody I thought it was like I don't know, get them as a sponsor <laughs> or something. Okay, it, we're taking a break. Yeah, things. Yeah, we're gonna okay. we're gonna hear those promotional items, and we'll be back with the uh, the members of. And I'm gonna get it right. It's of bangerangs and daggers. I didn't get it right. Congrats. Yep, I did get it. Of bangerangs and daggers. Patrick and Nate, and we'll be back with them right after this on the Five Heart Podcast. Welcome back to the Five Heart Podcast. See, it, it might be a minute or two for you, but it's five seconds for us. Uh, that's how time works in podcast world. Greg Mahochko, Hoss Reuter, John Dam Johnston, joined by the newest podcasters from Coronation, Patrick and Nate from Of Bangerangs and Daggers, a Nebraska ball podcast. And, uh, we just learned about some of the new talent that Fred Hoiberg has brought into Lincoln. Let's uh, right before we went to the break, because it's you know everybody kind of coming together. They all have to uh, coalesce, learn to you know get along, play ball together, things like that. Much like Team USA of the Junior Goodwill Games in Mighty Ducks D two, um, they've got to they've got to figure each other out. So year one. May be bumpy, but let's talk a little bit about expectations, guys. Is Fred Hoiberg and, and I, I'm putting the the cart before the horse, and I apologize, but let's go ahead and, and ask the million dollar question: Is Fred Hoiberg the guy who's going to lead Nebraska to their first tournament win? If he's not, I don't know who will be. So, oh God! I think if he doesn't, when he gets then we need to get rid of the basketball program because it's not happening. If Fred can't do it, we literally are cursed. There's only one man who could, Norman Dale. Oh, jeez. Oh, dear God. I'm pretty sure we're we're probably contractually obligated to have a basketball program in the Big Ten. I don't. I, I've never probably even looked into that, but I'm pretty sure. And plus the fact that basketball, that the men's basketball program actually makes us money means that maybe one of you guys can coach it if Fred Hoiberg doesn't make it and I almost said Fred Hobo. <laughs> Give right, me a salary. I'll Nate, do it for you're one gonna year. You're going to be the head coach, Patrick. You're going to be the Doc Sadler defensive coordinator. Grr. I'll be a the sideline guy that rips his tie off and throws his like Dennis Hopper suit jacket into in, the air. You're going to be like Dennis Hopper in Hoosiers, John. We're going to make you sober. <laughs> exactly. 
boom. You're you're gonna you're gonna be in the drunk tank when your son is playing the biggest game of his of his life, John. Way to go. This all sounds very sad to me, and I'm not. I would you do this let's see the that means that we we have to get teed up. Now. Uh, we have we have to get teed up for John has to I'll coach for a easy rider. As Norman Dale said in Hoosiers, just ask the ref, "Hey, you got pigeon shit in your eyes?" I also no, never mind. Uh, I love Hoosiers. I'm sorry. And yes, he does. And you're not a basketball not guy. Not even a basketball guy, and I love that movie. All right, so this is a fair well, that, question. That's why you love it. This is a fair question. I'm not a, oh, so basketball guys don't like Hoosiers. You'd be surprised. So well, it's like I like a lot of football movies. So let's let's do this then. Hoss, is that is Hoosiers your favorite basketball movie? What else is there? It's his only basketball. I'm, movie. I'm, I'm guessing. That, I'm guessing that Nate and or Patrick would select a different one. Maybe, especially in the realm of college basketball. Like, obviously, we know that the best basketball Blue, movie Blue of Chips. all time. I was gonna say Blue Chips, but the best basketball movie of all time we all know is Space Jam. So let's just put that one off the board. Um, so. Patrick, Nate, would, would one of you guys, at least when you guys say the Blue Chips is is the best basketball movie? No way. It's one of the best. Oh. I, Maybe I, get some real actors in there, but no. But you got Bill Murray. See, the, the thing is, I think it's hard to make a good basketball movie for whatever reason. You can't have – you seem the to closest have... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the closest thing to a good basketball movie was basketball. I love that movie. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> the only thing better than the movie itself was the soundtrack. I had a great soundtrack. It I, did. Do you? I would. I would watch that movie from those creators more than I would watch South Park, the movie Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. But are you all familiar with a movie they did before Basketball called Orgasmo? Yes. And you nope. are Coronation's Choder Boy. Fuck you. <laughs> wow! Holy cow! <laughs> It just went. This went into the pooper real fast, right there, didn't it? Holy! Oh. I can't believe you. I I might be the only other person on Coronation who knows about that movie, and you're calling me Chodobo. I don't think you know what. All right, everybody, that was our show. Um, I I googled basketball movies, and I don't remember a single damn one of these. You don't remember Space Jam? No. White men can't jump. Okay, that one I remember. He got game for the love of basketball. For the love of basketball. No, the love of the game is baseball. Never mind. Blue chips. I kind of re. I do for blue chips. What was the one with DiCaprio in it? Uh, Teen Wolf. No, no, that was uh, uh, Michael J. Fox. (laughs) (laughs) Fast. Oh, how about Finding Forrester? That was a good one. Okay. Uh, What's eating Gilbert? Basketball Diaries. That's the Leonardo one. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that was that was depressing. So uh, we've established some basketball movies. Uh, and Haas, we know, as the football guy, has selected Hoosiers. Uh, so let's ask the basketball guys what the best or at least your favorite football movie is. Let's, let's, let's oh, turn the tables. Let me put my judgmental hat on. Oh, jeez. Okay. Go ahead, Patrick. <laughs> oh, I'm going through my head right now. You st- okay. Or- you, know, you say um, all the right moves, this podcast ends now. <laughs> I don't I, even know I, what that movie is. It was but, Tom Cruise oh, and Leah dude, Thompson. So, well, it's, you know, it's I not think one of the best, but it's good. All the right moves. It Craig had T. coach Nelson. before. Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. I'm looking for it. I don't see it. That's okay. You'll never see it. <laughs> It's not that good. It's not worth finding. Well, what was the one with Goldie Hawn? Oh, uh, my God. Uh, that uh, is the Texas State Armadillos. What the? No, uh, no that was Kathy Ireland. <laughs> Sorry. Unnecessary no, that my 80s uh, smoke show. Uh, that was really 90s. Uh, Wildcats. Yes. You're welcome. No, that's, that's not even a good one. Um, honestly, favorite, I remember playing football or late 90s, and... Varsity Blues came out, oh, okay. and I refused to see it because yeah. Vanderbeek was in it, and I'm like, "This is crap." <laughs> refused to see it. Screw you, Dawson. And 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 I remember saying that to somebody, and one of our like student managers, like seventh grade student managers, I think I was like a senior, 
like came up to me, never said a word to me before. And he goes, uh, I actually think you'd like it. And because he said that, I went and watched it. And? <laughs> and it was great. I got 23 great. district titles. Count them. Funny thing was, that next that next season, I swear half the guys on my football team thought they were tweeter. <laughs> you know, I I played it, you know, football at Gretna in the mid to late 2000s, and there were guys on the team who thought they were tweeter as well. Yeah. Did everybody, did everybody get charged up to uh, the Foo Fighters, my hero? That whole, that's another good soundtrack. The it entire is. soundtrack was good. I mean, that, but that was an MTV Films production, so they, they should have, yeah. you know, had, that, that was back when MTV gave a crap about me, uh, music, so. Oh, well, what was, the, oh, another good one. I blank on the name. Early, mid-90s. Um, it had James Kahn. The program. Coach. Oh, the program. Beautiful film. Seat at the table. I'm, I'm just good at, at, uh. At coming up with these titles as you all give me an explanation. No one said draft day. No, you know what? I'd go with uh, We Are Marshall because uh, I cried my way through that movie. I thought you were just a big Matthew McConaughey fan. No, I uh, actually interviewed years ago. I reviewed the book, The Marshall Story, and then I interviewed one of the authors who was involved with making of that movie. And uh, probably the most popular article ever on Coronation is an article about that movie, what was real and what was Hollywood. <clears throat> and it was really hard to take watching that movie after after talking to these guys because I interviewed them several times. And then I watched the movie and it's like, God, God. <laughs> there you go. Not not a bad I, that one's That one's in my solid. collection as well, so. You Every time We Are Marshall is on TV, our hits go up because people go out and look for that article. Hmm. Draft Day is the best football movie of all time. I yeah. watched half of it and haven't gone back. I mean, it's Do about the Browns, play. so, I, I mean. Yeah, you as a Steelers fan can be exempt from this. Thank you. Which is funny yeah. that you say that because me as a Huskers fan, I don't get any exemption for loving Rudy. No, you don't. I'm sorry. It's it's for but what you it, know what you know what that was on TV the other day, and I sat down and watched <laughs> it. And I, I I kind of am reconsidering my stance on it. I just don't like because the Notre Dame crap. Well, let's put him anywhere. I else. hate Notre Dame, even as a cradle Catholic. Well, see, and as a cradle Catholic, I have no. I mean, even as a, I, I have no dog in the fight. I have no skin in that game. I just remember. I, watching Rudy as a kid and I was like sitting on my grandparents floor and it was on TV or something and I'm just sitting there watching it and uh, I don't know for whatever reason that that movie just mesmerized me from a young age and uh, if it's on I'll stop and watch it I do have the DVD and uh, I'll I'll periodically put it in and it's not like a lot of movies or or TV shows I can I can pop in and, and you know because I know them so well I can close my eyes and drift off but man when when Rudy comes on there's no sleep because I know that third act when he's getting ready to run out the tunnel on and, and lead him onto the field, I get amped up. Like, you know, I, I start, I'll sit there on the edge of the seat and I'll be like, Rudy, Rudy. Rudy. Amped up. Man now? Exactly. Do you, do you get amped up like John Favreau in the stands? Yes. I, I, uh, I, I get there and I, I'm like John Favreau and I'm like, look, at, he's so little. You know, because Rudy was tiny and Sean Astin was uh, a really good representation of that. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely, uh, I, I'm crazy. I understand it. I accept it. Um, I don't know how we got talking about movies. Uh, do we have any, I have a question for you. Oh, we were talking about basketball expectations. Um, two questions. Isaiah Roby, is he for sure gone? One and two, what does year two look like under Fred Hoiberg? He's not gone for sure, though. He's definitely looking at uh, going through the NBA draft. Problem, and Nate, I want you to jump in on this too. Problem with expectations outside of it's going to be bumpy is that we don't know the schedule until probably early September. So it's kind of hard to tell. You mean with expectations? Yeah. 
I mean, oh, it's going to be bumpy okay. one way. All the way. No, come on. Yeah, come on. You're talking about reality. We're talking about expectations here. Uh, uh, let, okay. let's, let's this do it. man has been sold as the savior. People don't sit around waiting for anything these days. They don't go, oh, yeah, we're going to give him a year. No, they're not. They're going to go, well, he, he did uh, the transfer thing at Iowa State, and everybody won, and then he won all the time, and he won the NCAA tournament games and uh we talk ourselves into this every year we are going to do the same thing with our basketball team next year by fall hey john yes give us something to talk about this next week okay <laughs> okay that's a teaser hey coming up Fred Coors banquet man he's probably no. a few snack he's been time no. in chicago I, why okay He's going to be working all the time. He doesn't have no time for your beer. Tim Miles had time for beer and hairdressers. Well, see where he is now? I mean, I yep. feel like that's a little there, low. There goes that interview. <laughs> I think oh, if those guys, you know what, if those guys ever got upset by something we said on a podcast, uh, there shouldn't be in the positions they're ever in in the first place because I'm sure that they get plenty of things screamed at them courtside that are very inappropriate. No, I've never been courtside. Well, that's not true exactly. you never okay. shot a we'll game in PBA? No, I haven't. I, I've shot at uh, Williams Arena a couple times, two, three times, but I need to get down there more. You do. I can't wait to but get realistically, to our, uh... Realistically, I think those are going to be the expectations. I think that, uh, you know... Mark and Hemingford is going to look at the basketball program and the way that our media writes about things. They're going to be convinced that this is going to come together very quickly, I think. Because those guys in the media have to sell newspapers and they have to sell airtime. The one way they do it is by turning Nebraska sports into a religion that everybody can't live without. It is a religion. The water boy. All it took you that There's long to come back to that topic. You're supposed to. You're supposed to argue against me here. That's <laughs> it, how talk took, show stuff works, it took, right? It took you that long to come up with it with a movie. No, I was I uh, was disconnected for about five minutes, <laughs> <laughs> so I have no idea what you guys were talking about until now. So I came back okay, and just well, said, "Hey, the water boy, you missed a few things." Yeah, your co-host will fill you in on how a potential interview got nuked, courtesy of yours truly. Basically, let's be, let's be it, honest. If we're not getting that interview. It's my fault. It's yeah, not it's, John's. Yeah, it's, it's Patrick's fault. And we set up a teaser for your debut episode by talking about expectations in the coming years under Fred Hoiberg. That's Nate. It. They were they were digging more than they should have. If if we gave them what they wanted, we wouldn't have a, an episode for next week. Which may or may not be part of our diabolical plan. Coordination <laughs> civil. War. I feel that if we just show up, we've already had the game. Hey, they're, they're do you in... feel like it, I'm, I'm going to say something really rude to Nebraska basketball oh, fans? God. But do you feel like you have to start out by with like talking about terminology? <laughs> <laughs> like this, what the fuck like is double basketball? dribble? This what is a bounce pass. That would probably. What be is very the concept of basketball? Like because. Because I, I enjoy watching basketball, but the really the, about the only thing I know about it is you, you put the round ball in the hoopty thing, and you need big guys. Do basketball coaches sit around with pen and paper drawing up plays like football coaches? Do? Yes, they do. All right. I've always wanted usually they're out of Usually they're at like baseline out of bounds or sideline out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same yeah. thing. I, I'm, I'm kind of like – when I draw up stuff, I always think from the perspective of like fourth and goal from the one or third and three. So, okay. Yeah, but they draw them up while it's happening. Well, and unlike yeah. any of us, hey, Nate here is an actual coach. Too. Nate's a coach. What was that, Pat? Nate's an actual coach. Pride of. Not a fictional oh, coach, an actual coach. Well, Elmwood Murdoch? <laughs> that's a <laughs> hard one. Knows where that's a hard one, buddy. I, I couldn't remember <laughs> what it was for a second. So That's just down well, the road from you. A little bit. It's in eastern Nebraska, God's country. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned Hoss has actually been to my place of employment at least I twice, I think. So. I have. A little uh, coordination side hustle, you know, moving parcels and packages, you know, 
all throughout the highway corridors of eastern Nebraska. We are all wealthier because of it, so I appreciate yes, it. Are. Yes, we are. Tickets. I would like you to explain the difference between a block and a charge. Oh, man, even okay. Don't, don't do no, that. No, not right uh, now. Don't don't fall. Not right now. <laughs> not on your podcast. I was gonna say oh, don't okay, don't okay. fall into that trap. We don't have that kind of time. I'd like to say one thing though. It the fact if you're moving is irrelevant. Mind blown. So I'm already confused. Oh, Clearly, I need a podcast. So, so is it just like, is it a subjective call from the it's, ref? It's like, eh, yeah. yeah, it looked like it's a charge. It shouldn't be, but of course it is. But you just, you know, you hear people in the stands and there's a blocker, a charge, or let's say, uh, I call it charge, and you'll hear, but he was moving. No, that's actually irrelevant. You know, whether he was moving or not is irrelevant. So was kind of like pornography for the refs. They know it when they see it. You know, when I refed, I, I did some officiating, and it kind of is. <laughs> but I was not. Of, I yeah, yeah, that's a charge. That's a block. Okay. Yeah, you, yeah it, some of them are a lot easier than others, but it's always more fun to give the charge than to, to call the block. Oh, yeah. That was just kind of an emotional play in basketball. It's almost like baseball, you know, when they uh, strike him out, that sometimes you get the umps that are kind of like, you know, pumping the their arm fists. Pump thing? Yeah. yeah. You know, basketball officials, they put their hands behind their head and they pump forward or they punch forward. So It's their uh, their signature move. You know, they they work on it in the back. Crickets. Maybe. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> Thought it was gonna be John who's gonna be complaining about dead air. <laughs> All right, so John's born mortal enemy. Let's give him so, a stroke one day. Hoss, just a few minutes ago, you mentioned God's Country, Eastern Nebraska, and earlier in the week, I sent uh, John Dam Johnston a message and said, "Hey, do you mind throwing this in our show prep uh, document?" Which he did not do. Uh, <laughs> luckily, I I pulled it up. Yeah, and, and the. The reasoning behind this is earlier in the week, my wife sent me a text message one day, uh, and she says, what do you think about doing a vacation down at Gulf Shores? Now, me being the moron that I am, I asked, uh, I, I didn't put two and two together that it's actually Gulf Shores, Alabama, so I'm like, oh, the Gulf Shores. I said, do you mean uh, Florida or Mississippi or Alabama or Louisiana? She's like, no, Al- Alabama, you know, like the, the place, Gulf Shores. Alabama. And I thought about it. I'm like, well, you know, I, I said I'm not opposed to it. Um, and I, I I didn't tell the sir. She, she might be upstairs awake listening to this. Uh, but uh, I know she's not going to download the show. So if she's hearing it, it's all firsthand like this. Um, but I don't – I would find it a hard time going into SEC country, uh, especially oh, Alabama. Uh, you know, would and roll in there flying the full regalia. Well, but my my question to the esteemed panel, my colleagues, all of you, what are your thoughts? I have not uh, – when I was in radio, I would send, you know, resumes and demo CDs coast to coast. But I was very selective. Like, I, I avoided New England because I hate the Patriots. I hate the Boston Red Sox. I hate pretty much every team up there. Uh, I didn't send any to Texas because it's fucking Texas. Uh, nice state. You know, and there are other selective areas that I'm like, you know what, I, I don't even know, I don't, I don't want to live in that area and just be inundated, you know, with uh, that sports team, you know, uh, propaganda, for lack of a better term. So my question to you all is, would you have a problem visiting or moving to an area that is populated by your like arch nemesis? you know, sports team and their and, and your rival fans. Like, for example, Haas, you wouldn't ever move to Iowa, I don't think. Fuck no. Let's see. What the hell? Like, hell no. Like, let me tell you, if I owned hell in Iowa, I'd live in hell and rent out Iowa. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I'd live in Texas, though, and hell, I could probably live in Oklahoma City. Do you ever think Haas just has all this stuff on a pad of paper written down? <laughs> 
Uh, he's just check, he's just checking <laughs> off as he goes, you know. Okay, here's the next one. I think he's That's playing. Funny. I think he's playing That's... catchphrase bingo <laughs> with himself. Like, the one I heard was uh, oh, like a uh, cow pissing on a flat rock. That's why I heard oh, that a couple weeks it's ago. Going back a ways. <laughs> I'm a little like Doc Sadler. I'm a little folksy. It's it's what he does. This is the bar. He ladies, and he flips out his pad, and he gets going through pickup lines. You know, spiral top notebook in a breast pocket of a girl snap shirt. Hey, it works. Cut her in the hoodie pocket of a cutoff sweatshirt like Bill Belichick, you know. I would live in any one of these places whenever. Don't live I, in Iowa, John. No, I mean, you, you, I, before I moved to Minnesota. At John's age, he just I happened to be alive. I never understood the joy of being a Packers fan. Okay. <laughs> Was this before you can live in Packers. You can live in Wisconsin. You can be, live in Wisconsin and be a Packers fan and have a lot of fun because they all drink like fish. And every Sunday, my God, it's incredible. But the joy of being a Packers fan, living in Minnesota, knows no bounds. Because even when they, even when the Packers lose to the Vikes twice a season, you still look at them and go, "Hmm, has there ever been?" Oh, I don't know, a single year in the, their existence in which they haven't let you, a uh, fan, down. Hmm? That's, that's a, a stab. That's a, that stabs them right in the heart, and they weep. Would you say that's a <laughs> dagger? Yeah. yeah. See what I did there, boys? Did you right, move it is. to Minnesota before or after going on the Lewis and Clark expedition? <laughs> I think they dropped him off on their way. Yeah, I did. I was, I was with him, and I just said, screw you guys. I'm no, they probably kicked you out of their keel boat. And was like, <laughs> the fishing was good. The I, fishing was good. I, I love the lakes. I can't wait, because in a few you minutes, we're going to. You one too many times. I think that's the wrong state. I, I In a few minutes, we're going to uh, uh, debut our, our, our segment, Use Your Voice. And we actually have a, a question uh, for John about hey guys, his travel really habits. Quick, I gotta get out of here. Well, that's fine. We're gonna kick you off anyway. Perfect. Uh, don't forget, because uh, we're, we're gonna take. Wait, your... wait, is Nate leaving? No, I'm here. Okay, I was gonna read you a recipe I found that might be like a Nebraska recipe. Oh yeah, that's bring our recipes. Things. Nate's thing for a recipe's been a hit. Okay. Did you want me to go ahead, Greg, or wait? No, uh, wait. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll bring that up in the use your voice, since that technically is a question that you can answer. Uh, we're going to take a time out. We're going to send uh, our our fantastic colleagues from of Daggers and uh, – nope, I got it wrong – of Bangarangs and Daggers. We're going to send them on their way. We're going to come back with uh, the, the, the tripod and use your voice right after this on the Five Heart Podcast. Welcome back to the Five Heart Podcast and the debut of Use Your Voice. Now, we have a voicemail number. I'm going to give it to you now. It's what I do. I mean, I'm going to give you the phone number. Stop it, everybody. Just behave. Um, I can't give it to you so now. You tell the ladies in the bars. I, I wanted to give it to you. I, I sent it to John and, uh, and, oh, here we go, 402 Three two seven one eight three zero. That again is four zero two three two seven one eight three zero to drop a voicemail for next week's show. Um, I joked with uh, Nate that he had a question that we were going to answer. I don't know if you're aware of this, John, but uh, uh, we did have a a question on Facebook. It says it oddly came from the Coronation account, which is I just tickled by. Uh, but it says, hello, long-time listener, first-time caller. I would like to know John's favorite truck stop when he drives from Minnesota to Lincoln and what he likes to do while there. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Nate M. Do you have a, a, a favorite watering <laughs> hole? Favorite truck stop? I... Well, there's dead air, isn't it? I guess... I I just uh, I stop when I'm out of gas. I don't really think about. They're all the same, aren't they? I mean, not really. Have you ever been to the world's truck stop? I probably just pissed off all the truck stop owners in America. But uh, you got to stop at a come and go somewhere in Iowa, just because you know. <laughs> there's that joke, and then Casey's uh, breakfast pizza. Blue exactly. Chair. You know, I think Casey's has been uh, bashed 
for Lean a long back. time. But if you're in a small town in Iowa with no idea how you got there and you wake up and you go, oh, thank God there's a Casey's and you can go and get their breakfast pizza and know that you're not going to die. I almost died there laughing. <laughs> you okay, Hoss? Yeah, that's one of the most hilarious things I've ever heard. <laughs> By the what, way, the Casey's, Casey's pizza won't kill you? you know, wake up in a small town Iowa with no idea how you know. Some of us did stupid things when we were young. And- oh, you, some of us are not alone. Uh, and by the way, I'll attest to the Casey's breakfast pizza. It's pretty on point. Oh, yeah. I brought I brought two of them for my last day of the semester in one of my classes last week. I was the most popular man in class that day. So that was really our only other question. We did have a series of voicemails I'm going to drop in here. Uh, and we'll, we'll get your guys' reaction on them. Greg, House, John, Dab, Johnston. This is your good buddy Matthew McConaughey reminding you every week to listen to the Five Heart Podcast. You just got to keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Greg, House, and John Dab, Johnson, this is Barry Switzer reminding you to listen to the Five Heart Podcast. Win the damn game. This is John F. Kennedy reminding you, ask not what the Five Heart Podcast can do for you, but rather what you can do for the Five Heart Podcast. Go Big Red. (laughs) So there you have it. Uh, Some celebrity uh, check-ins reminding people to listen to the Five Heart Podcast. Uh, you all caught caught the names there: uh, Matthew McConaughey, Barry Switzer, and Back from the Dead, uh, President John F. Kennedy. Uh, John, I thought, I thought you were going to say Back from the Dead, Barry Switzer. I'd... No, huh? John, okay. uh, you were you were there. I mean, not there isn't there there, uh, but it take me back to the show's going to go dark for a minute. Uh, take me back to what you remember about when when you found out that, that the president had been assassinated. Well, I would like to point out that a lot of things started in 1962. Uh, well, and then one thing ended. I mean, JFK's life on this earth, except that he still hovers around and he talks to us from time to time. Those of us who can see him. He's very <laughs> upset with the current political situation, all the infighting, I think, in Sometimes at night he won't leave me alone. Shut up. But, you know, the Nebraska sellout streak started in 1962. Uh, the last time we didn't have a player drafted, wasn't that, that was like 1962, 1963. And uh, I started on my eighth uh, lifetime in 1962. So I think, you know, all the good things came together right then. So are yeah. we come full circle with JFK contacting us? Oh, well, you know, he might. Yeah. I mean, now that we got Fred Hoiberg and Scott Frost, we have two saviors with us. Maybe Bill Moose is the third. Was Sean Eichhorst the Antichrist? That's a really strong phrase. <laughs> I, um... Uh... Just we a, haven't even said anything about Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey was in We Are Marshall, and he did a really good job. And by the way, I asked, in the, in that article I mentioned earlier, there's a specific comments about uh, Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey, whatever his name is, and how he played that character. So you can look that up. I, uh, in one of the, the few times that I've been down to Dallas, uh, this was my wife and I, we we were down there, and Brian and his wife and, and, and their uh, little girl, she was, uh, M was much, much younger at the time, but they actually took us to Dealey Plaza, and, and we, well. we uh, you know, it was a weird thing, because it was, uh, it was evening, it was just after dinner time, but you can stand on the spot, like it's marked with a, like a gold or bronze plate in yep. the road. Uh, where JFK w- was shot, like th- that, that spot is memorialized, and and it's, it's like okay, well we can stand here, we just can't stand here long because it's in the middle of the road, and we were always told not to play in traffic. Um, but I, I'll you know, uh, I 
All right, Powerful. folks. I'm going to do my best to try not to bring up Brian all the time because I, I, I've kind of caught myself doing it a lot. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that was a, a positive memory just because it was the, the first time that I uh, met Brian. We, we actually met for dinner, and he gave me so much crap because uh, we went for – I can't – I want to say we went to a steak place, like like a, you know, a, not a Texas Roadhouse, but a steakhouse in Texas, and we didn't go barbecue. And I got a Lone Star beer, and he gave me so much crap. He's like, "Do you're drinking like bad beer?" I said, "Oh, but it's Texas." He's like, "Yeah, but that's bad beer." So uh, Brian gave me crap about that. So, uh, oh, it, it it is pretty shitty beer. It is, but <laughs> even, even when you think of shitty beers, you go, "My God." No, they, I, that's why they. That's why it never really got out of the state. You know, it's not because people consume it; it's because they other states pass laws for like distribution channels of that shit coming out of Texas. Right. No, but I, I was had a Shiner Bach. I should have. I was trying, but I've had. I had had Shiner before, so mm. I was. Uh, I, I was trying to, you know, try a, another local fare. So um, I like it when in Rome. Yeah. So that's. That's. I think that's our show, guys. Uh, are you all right wrapping it up at this point? I'm good with that. John. Okay. Well, what, what, what more? What more can you add to this? I mean, you've you've brought a little bit of everything tonight, John. <laughs> I, I I was going to bring uh, one recipe. Yes. Oh, yes. The recipe. We cannot forget the recipe. We since, we actually uh, kicked we kicked since, Nate off the show so that he had to listen to the show for the recipe. Yes. You get another download. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, it was Nate. Nate started this thing this offseason for Nebraska-based uh, recipes that he can try, which really, um, I you know, he's asking for trouble because I started a thing on historical markers, and I'm sure that there are probably, like, old Russian recipes and things like that that haven't seen the light of day for years. But while I was researching the Texas Trail, which is a cattle trail, uh, back in like the 1880s from Texas to Ogallala, Nebraska, I happened to just wonder what what might they have eaten on the trail? And I came up with son-of-a-bitch stew. <laughs> A.K.A. chili? No, it's not chili. Okay? Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll read you the recipe, and I'll give you the ingredients. It's two pounds lean beef, half a calf heart, one half pounds of calf liver, one set sweetbreads, one set brains, one set marrow gut, salt, pepper, and Louisiana hot sauce. I'll eat it. Kill off a young steer, cut up the beef, liver, and heart into one-inch cubes. You're only using two pounds of a young steer. I assume this is because you're angry at the people, the son of a bitches that have to eat this. Okay. You're basically putting this in a Dutch oven and you're turning it into stew. You're covering it with meat and water and simmering for two to three hours. Okay, take the sweetbreads and brains and cut in small pieces. Add to stew. Uh, all right. So I, there's. I looked this up right now while you were talking. Yes. I of course I I went to Wikipedia. It's where all good information and accurate information is found because I was confused on what this marrow gut is do you know what the marrow gut is i want to say it's part of the intestine it's the tube uh it's that, in the spine no that connects the calf's stomachs i mean you uh to oh, okay you know because they what cows have what four stomachs or something like that yes uh filled with a substance resembling marrow deemed edible only while the calf is young and still feeding on milk Oh, that's a bonus. And the marrow-like substance included in the stew and is what gave the stew such a delicious flavor. So you're basically eating, like, digested, digested milk. Oh, well. Ugh. So anyway. I wonder if one of the old Nebraska recipes would be haggis. Uh, there's got to be some... some, some I, I mean, I know that's a Scottish thing, but there's got to be some Sky, uh, Scottish uh, ancestry or, or Scottish, you know, settlers back in the old pioneer days. Wouldn't you imagine? They probably got yeah, ran yeah, out of the east. 
So I mean, one one set brains. I you know they're not wasting anything really here. No. It, it's interesting to look at some of these recipes because uh, you know I don't know of anybody. I don't know of anybody that would even consider these things now. I mean, for number one, you you can't eat the nervous system of a cow anymore. Yeah, they, because of chronic wasting disease and yeah, you know yeah. the, the fear that that brings. But uh, I mean, do you know people that eat liver? Mm-hmm. I don't. I you know the the thing. Animal Lecter. <laughs> the uh, nice Chianti. Yeah. Uh, no, I, no, I, like, the thing is, I, I guess my parents probably, you know, had to grow up eating, like, liver and onions, but that was definitely not a dish that they passed down to my generation, thank God. Uh, I've never, I mean, they also didn't pass down, like, Brussels sprouts or asparagus, and, you know, those are pretty decent little vegetables for the most part, I hear. Uh, so, I, no, I did, nobody eats liver anymore. And then I, I, you know, if we actually present this to Nate, he has to make the recipe, right? I think that's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> My, minus the nervous system. You should start hosting coordination dinners. <laughs> he, I guess he feeds it to us, and then he tells us what it is later. Yeah. Do you think we could get Ty Peteronitz on reserving room at Blue Blood for us for a meetup? We have, Ooh. you know, weird dishes. I don't think he's gonna. They're gonna gonna let anybody else use the kitchen. Not for this. Especially when everybody, one person ends up dead. No. You'd be the only one that survived, John. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Because that's what I do. You cook that long enough, and it probably is just fine. Probably. (laughs) Well, it does. It it basically simmer two to three hours, and then uh, you're adding stuff, and you're simmering another hour, never boiling. So I imagine the boiling ruins the uh, the milk that's in the marrow. Maybe. Got... Maybe. Um, now, this... Uh, <laughs> in in uh, the presence of ladies, reports a 1942 gourmet magazine piece, the dish was commonly called Son of a Gun Stew instead. And that polite name was used in the Gunsmoke episode Long Long Trail, which was uh, Season 7, Episode 6. It's also called Son of a Gun Stew in the episode called uh, Shotgun Man on the Rifleman series. There you go. A little bit more on Son of a Bitch Stew. They could kill people, but they couldn't say bitch. (laughs) Well, I mean, it was a different time. And and really, all, all you ever saw was the smoke. You didn't see, you know. Well, that's true. That's true. Um, Somebody like, grab his chest or something. So, do we have anybody who we know whose name's Stu? Because if we knew a Stu, then his name would forevermore be Son of a Bitch Stu. You know what? If I ever meet a Stu, that's the moniker that I'll give him. Do. Please do. Son of a Bitch Stu. How do How you do? 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 Now you're going to die. Or if I wanted to invoke the movie Tombstone, son of a bitch, Stu, you're a daisy if you do. I just like how this uh, episode is ending with a bunch of rhymes. I really do. Uh, let's see if we can rhyme 2019 Big Ten champion. Oh, you're... Uh, nope. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out, too. Let's get out of here, boys. All right. Okay. John, any, any uh, other words of wisdom? Trampions. Trampions. Okay. Uh, Iowa's a bunch of tramps. We're there you go. We beat tramps. them Iowa trampions. There you go. Okay. Let's go. On that you guys happy have note. A, what are we doing? Oh, yeah. We're signing off. <laughs> don't don't rush out of here. I, it's bad enough I've already kicked two-fifths, 40% of the people on this episode off early. Don't you go anywhere, John. Uh, okay. But, for John Dam Johnston, Hoss Reuter, myself, Greg Mahachko, we do thank you for listening. And if you like what we're doing here on the Five Heart Podcast, uh, zip on over to the podcast app that you use and leave a little five-star rate and review. And the more people who see that, uh, you know, those positive words will, will know that this is a good place to get their Husker podcast. And just so you know, if you want uh, to subscribe to uh, the new show, that uh, we talked about here uh, of bangerangs and daggers. I know that Camp Pavelka gives it a lot more 
emphasis than that, but it's after 10 o'clock and my boy's asleep right above me, so I'm not going to shout it. Uh, Mr. Pavelka can handle that for me. Uh, good news is you just keep subscribing to this channel, the, this show, and uh, it, it's going to download automatically onto your device. Uh, it, it's all part of the same feed, the same stream. You get two shows now per week, uh, thanks to our friends Patrick Gerhardt and Nate McHugh for uh, John Johnston, who I've already mentioned, and Haas Reuter, who I've already mentioned, and myself, Greg Mahachko, who, again, I've already mentioned. Very repetitive tonight. Uh, we remind you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John? Go Big Red. Win the damn Big Ten. Ooh, I like it. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Thank you.